Welcome to the Remote CEO Show. My name is De Niro Bartolini, AKA De Niro B. I'm an acclaimed business coach and my moonshot is to change the face of work and business forever. With each episode, we bring you some of the most inspiring and insightful interviews with six, seven, eight, and nine figure entrepreneurs to crack the code on how to build your remote empire and have fun while doing it. Thanks for stopping by and let's get started. What's going on, CEOs? De Niro B here with another episode of the Remote CEO Show. Today we're here with Sean Hopwood. Sean is the CEO of Day Translations. He speaks six languages and today he will share with us how he was able to build a hybrid business with employees and contractors all over the world. We'll talk about marketing, culture, and cross-cultural communication. I'm very excited for this chat. Let's get right into it. Sean, welcome to the Remote CEO Show. How are you doing today? Great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for being here. And I ask every single one of my guests to tell me more about their entrepreneurial journey. What is your story, Sean? Okay, sure. Well, I started my business about 17 years ago. And... It was actually starting off remote. I mean, I began remote from the very beginning. We did have a couple of clients in person, but mostly it was just remote. I started a translation and interpretation company. I live in Florida and I grew up speaking a lot of languages. I I, I just, every year I, I try to learn a new language or a couple of new languages every couple of years. And um, I grew up in a very diverse area with people from all around the world. And, and I ended up getting a lot of abilities and languages. So, you know, as I went through college, I, I, I studied languages, I studied entrepreneurship, I did a master's degree in, in business, and I always wanted to start my own business. And so um, after a while, working as an interpreter and translator in different in, in different companies and different realms, I was, you know, I did nonprofit, I, I did guidance counselor, and, and, and um, eventually I just, you know, after working as an interpreter at a law firm, I left that company and I started my own translation company. And uh, I just started, you know, working on, I designed my own website and I started getting clients and and a lot of it started off as remote. So it, it's been going very well. It's been 17 years. So it's been going pretty well for me. That is fantastic. And this is something that I wanted to talk about because before I would press the record button, you said, you know, you have about 20% of your workforce that works in office and you have several offices, you said, but you work remotely. And like you said, about 80% of people are working remotely. I wanted to ask you for those business owners that are building those hybrid business models right now, how can you make sure that everybody is on the same page, even though some individuals are working remotely and they're not necessarily speaking to your other staff members, whereas some other some some other people are, you know, right in in uh, the midst of everything. How do you make sure that everybody's on the same page? Well, it's it's kind of like how franchises have a franchising model. You know, you got to have a strong core and you have to have a strong model for your company. Um, when I started my company, it was like 2007. I would literally stay up for hours and hours writing manuals. I, I would write manuals and how this is how the company should be done. I even wrote pictures. I even drew pictures and infographics. You know, this is you know this is the attitude we have. This is the way we will speak to the clients. You know, this is the professional way we're going to dress when we when we actually meet a client in person because 
we are not at 100% remote because it's a, it's an, sometimes we, we have an interpreters. So the interpreters have to go out and we interpret at hospitals and law firms. We interpret for immigration cases. So, you know, we, I, I in order to get that congruence and that uniformity, um, you know, I don't want 100% uniformity. I like people's individuality to shine through sometimes, but we have some things that are have core values, right? such as professionalism, um, extreme passion and knowledge for languages. And so, you know, we started with a really strong core, you know, of about 10 people. And um, I, I told these 10 people, you know, if anyone who works for you or under you, you're going to have to, you know, relay this, this culture. So it, for the most part, it's, it's been, it's, it's been uniform. Everyone has been, you know, adapting and, and, and fitting within our culture. And then whenever we have someone who doesn't, it kind of sticks out like a sore thumb. Either they quit or they're fired pretty quickly because it's just so obvious because our culture is so strong. And when you create like a strong culture like that, you know, it's it, the bad apples kind of stick out. So, you know, it, it's worked out pretty well for us like that. That's fantastic. We try to like sometimes refer to that almost as um, attraction marketing, but in this case, it's attraction hiring, right? Like yeah. in order to have a strong uh, resonance with some individuals, you're going to have to repel someone else. Yeah. Um, what I wanted to talk about was the manuals that you were talking about. I know a lot of business owners. There's two. I've I've talked to probably like 400 CEOs and presidents since I started my podcast. There is yeah. seems to be. Uh, there, there seems to be two different types of thoughts. One person goes, go with the floor at the very beginning, hire, and then once you have individuals on board, start building the systems, be nimble as much as possible in the first phase. Then yeah. there are people like myself, I, I put myself in this category as well, where anytime that I come up with something new, I try to standardize it, maybe not completely, you know, finish it up so that it, you cannot yeah. change it later. But I try to standardize as many things as possible, creating manuals. And yeah. so my question to you is, where is that fine line between standardizing and putting into the business so that everybody's on the same page, but, as, but at the same time, yeah, like being able to take feedback fast enough when it comes to possibly like feedback from your own workers, but also feedback from the clients so that then you can adjust those systems and make sure that you're nimble and you can, you know, outperform your competitors when it comes to changing fast enough. Oh, that's, that's, that's a great question. And it's important. I've always looked at these companies that are overly bureaucratic and, and Byzantine, and I've worked for these type of companies before. So having that experience, you know, puts that in the back of your mind. Okay. Don't let this happen to my company. So um, I've definitely, I've definitely done that. So I create a lot of, you know, I create a lot of, of manuals and I make sure they follow the manuals, but then when you create a strong culture and what I've done is I, you know, we hire, we hire people who I believe are really intelligent, who have high emotional intelligence, um, who have high understanding for different cultures. Um, so they're able to work with different cultures because we have a lot of different languages here. So you have to have someone from like Portugal, Russia, Saudi Arabia, Nigeria, all these different places. So, but it's, it, it, they can work together if they have high emotional intelligence and understand each other. So um, we hire people with that high emotional intelligence and then I'm constantly reminding them, you have to be able to adapt. And I do little things like um, if, for people who are right-handed, I give them a task. I'll say, I want you to write with your left hand for like an hour, you know? And and it's just like getting out of your comfort zone is really hard. 
But that's like the simplest way to quickly get out of your comfort zone, right with your left hand, if you're left handed, right with your right hand. And then it kind of like teaches them, okay, Sean, or, you know, me, I, I, he wants me to start, you know, thinking outside the box, he wants me to be able to adapt. And so if all the employees can adapt, and then they're able to adapt to the clients, and then they have this constant mentality, it's not just a one time thing. Oh, wait, okay, I want you this week to, you know, understand that we're going to have to you know, change our marketing plan because, you know, we have to market more to Canada. You know, it's not just a one-time thing. It's a lifestyle. And I tell, I, it, you know, when you work at some companies and they like, let's say they, they, they give you a new computer software and like, oh, everyone starts complaining. I got to start using this new computer software. Well, if, if they complain, I tell them, I'm going to give you new software next week too. <laughs> I mean, it, it's constant change. You have to be able to constantly change. And you have to be nimble. You have to be on your feet. You have to be able to adapt to the clients. So we have that. And plus, we have a lot of things. We have a lot of feedback forms for so the clients um, can give us feedback about something they don't like. And then we can quickly change it. You know, these are, these are things that we want to do. When we have actually someone in charge of it, we have an innovation manager at our company. We have an AI manager at our company. So all these things, we have people who are like, ready you know even if someone's been here for 20 years even if someone is you know 60 or 70 years old at our company they have to always be ready to change if you're 20 you got to be able to change if you're 70 always be ready to change i look at all of them the same to me <laughs> so i don't that's, know if that's too long of an answer but that, no that's, that's kinda... not that's actually <laughs> not too long and it actually it gave me two or three very good golden nuggets that i want to expand on so the first yeah. one is very interesting that uh you do these tasks that you talked about which are not in a way uh, very standard, so to speak, in a business environment, like writing with the left hand or something like that. Some people yeah. make that as, well, it's not part of my job. And so yeah. the question to you is, it's a very interesting thing. And I think it's a great idea for our listeners to try something along those lines. And so when do you allocate time in your staff schedule to do these uh, activities that are not directly related to their job, right? But they're still very important. So do you set aside yeah. time in their schedule? Do you have a meeting with everybody once in a while where you do these things? How do you do that? That's actually a great question. And um, maybe that's a blind side I've had, but um, I haven't I haven't allocated time for that. I just do it um, on the fly, you know? Okay. Um, like one day I'll just come in and be like, you know, you know or, or I do have some time, like I have my morning meetings or have a, I have an internal podcast for my company where I tell them these things. And so, um, and you know, cause I, I, the thing is I don't want to just market to the outside. I want to market interior into your interior. I want to market to my own employees. You know, it doesn't need, I take, and, and it also shows them I take the time for them. They're just as valuable as the clients. I look at it as a yin and yang type of thing. You know, the employees and the clients are equally important. And if you keep that balanced, then you have a successful company. If you're making a lot of money with a bunch of miserable employees, that's not success. If you have happy, um, if you have happy employees, but you have no money, that's not success either. So yeah, I said um, I, I do have you know in, in morning meetings where I say these things, but it's a good point. I don't have a specific time where I set this. Uh, I'm going to start looking into that. I'm going to look at a way. Um, so where we can have group exercises. Our HR manager does. She she has been working on these things. We um you know we always have our holiday. We, we usually do it just for the holidays, you know. And we have to start doing it more often. We have you know holiday party where everyone does bonding and stuff like that. 
and we just had an awards show. Um, we have an annual awards show where we kind of award each one of our employees for um, you know, certain different things like the best interpreter, uh, best voiceover artist. But yeah, um, that's that's a blind side that I have. I do have to set it a, a time for it. That's very interesting, though. <laughs> about um, when you were talking about awards, is this a uh, in-person award ceremony that you do once a year or something like that, or is it still partly remote? How does that work? Still remote, yeah. But um, luckily, we we've done it for five years now. So. Um, in, we're in the translation industry. I know you've interviewed other inter uh, translation managers, um, but um, there's no award show in the translation industry. You know, it's a huge industry. And so we created an award for the best voiceover artist. I mean, you have like Antonio Banderas and he's huge, you know, he, he there is voiceover artists for him in every language, in Japanese, there, you know, in, in French, in English, there's in Spanish, there's a voiceover artist for him. They get that person is very talented. So we created an award show for the, for for the best voiceover talent, for the best um, trans translator, best interpreter. I mean, there's interpreters that we have. Uh, one of our interpreters who have accompanied. I guess I should keep it kind of you know <laughs> secret, but for various presidents and various um, you know top end prime ministers and stuff like that, these are very talented and very. Um, they they're very professional people so we have an award for those people and uh, you know and we have um we have award for people like who do graphics you know we just have an, an annual award show and it's and uh, not next next year is still going to be online but in 2025 we're going to do it in person probably in orlando florida or tampa florida and, you know i live in tampa but orlando is a very attractive city for tourists and stuff like that and, and a lot of people already want to go there. So we're going to kind of make it easy for them. We're going to have it probably there. But we the, we have a people from all around the world, but we're still going to do it. It's something I want to do. And a lot of the other translation companies that are kind of even bigger than us, they think that they think it's a good idea. So we're going to get them involved too. It's it's a really good thing. And they deserve that respect. So yeah. 100%. And so I had another question regarding um, the way that the, so culture is very important cross-cultural communication within your industry is also super important. And so my question is, when you're hiring individuals, we talked about the importance, uh, the fact that they need to be open-minded and they need to understand difference between cultures. So do you hire in the United States only, or you also look worldwide? And if you do work worldwide, do you have a synchronous relationship with them where you have phone calls with them directly or do they do asynchronous where they work maybe on a project management tool they're kind of more on a contractor kind of relationship yeah well the thing is i try not to consider ourselves an american company we actually have absolutely zero preference for location <laughs> you can be in bosnia you can be in greenland you can be in uh guinea you know you can be you can be anywhere as long as you're talented you know, that's that's the extreme. That's the most important thing. And that's the great thing about being able to hire remotely. You don't your pool is not just, you know, where I live is Tampa. You can basically hire people anywhere. And so we we hire people anywhere. And it's really cool, especially for our business, because we're open 24 hours a day. So we have people working in the United States, in the United States hours. And then and then when it gets later, we have people like in, um, you know, who work in in Europe, and then we have people who work in uh, Asia. And so we have all the hours covered. Yeah, yeah. And 
regarding communication, I'm big on communication. I'm not big on a lot of meetings, you know, I, and I believe that I've done the right thing because, you know, it's kind of, um, it's kind of, in my opinion, it's outdated to have so many meetings. You know, yeah. Zoom is really good. Um, these online things are really good for short meetings, but meetings don't have to be like over 15, 20 minutes, in my opinion. Um, we have we have a monthly meeting with all the managers that and it usually ends up being about an hour long. Um, but, you know, um, and also it's really important for them to see my face sometimes or hear my voice and see the inflection in my voice and, and you know, see my body movements. So we do have meetings, but uh, it's not regular, regular, you know, and I'm the CEO. So we have we have uh, a manager for every department. So. Yeah. I, I do meet with a lot of employees. I talk to them, even new employees. I talk to them, but the the man they they have their own manager, and their manager meets with them, and they report back to me. And that's another thing about being a CEO. You know, you got to learn to de- delegate these things if you want to scale yourself. Like I've I've read you you've written about that in your book on Amazon and everything like that. So you have to you have to let go of a lot of things to scale. You know, and you have to be less selfish. You have to be more open to you know lifting others up and 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 it's it's kind of easy for me because i i i want to lift others up i like to see other people grow you know i'm not selfish i don't want it all for myself yeah you know i don't want to get to the top of the mountain by myself it's no fun i want to top of the mountain with everybody you know sitting there drinking a wine with me or something you know (laughs) you know so yeah i talk i talk a lot i'm sorry no (laughs) absolutely it's actually very good to hear this because you know there's a lot of people that have the superhero syndrome where they do want to do everything themselves because they think they're better than everybody else at doing those things which to a certain extent it could be true but again the opportunity cost of giving up more important things when building your team like making better decisions and planning long medium and long-term goals obviously that's a ceo's job and yeah. it's more important so yeah Sean, i am yeah, go ahead go ahead Sorry. i was like, i made up this word and it helped me calm myself down sometimes it's yeah. called insignificantism okay <laughs> i'm insignificant you know like like when i think oh i'm so important it's all on top of my shoulders i'm like oh i'm just another small person on this planet and you go to the ocean you realize how small you are it's like i'm just insignificant you know <laughs> and it, it really it helps me to like calm myself, but also give power to others. So I like that. Yeah. <laughs> and insignificantism, that's fantastic. <laughs> John, I wanted to ask you if there's anything exciting down the pike coming, uh, you know, for your business or a product that you guys are launching, a book, whatever. Uh, just let us know. Yeah. Well, the one thing I do, I want people to get involved with is my day awards show. I really, I, it's, it's on Translators Day every year, which is September 29th. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it, I would love people to watch it. We have music videos, we have talent speech, singing in other languages. I would, re- and, you know, and I think that's what people would find the most fun. You know, if I want to sell, you know, my business, of course I want, I, we're doing a lot of things with AI. We're, we're, um, we're actually creating voice talent for AI. So we have pro- our professional interpreters, they're recording their voice and we're, we're, we're training their voice and we're going to be able to like adapt and manipulate their voice for movies and stuff like that. And that's one thing we're doing this is going to be pretty good and pretty lucrative. But, um, I, I, you know, if for something more fun, I, I want people to, you know, know about our company, know about our charity, which is called Day Impact, and um, know about our awards show, which is called Day Awards. Um, you can just go, you can YouTube at any time and then and you can hear songs in different languages. We have this a recent one has Ukrainian, uh, Finnish, um, um, Dutch, Spanish, Italian, Portuguese. And it's like, 
you know, if you watch the Grammys, you have like, you know, I don't know, like Taylor Swift singing, you know, I'm, that's not what I'm going for. I'm going for like these, these folkloric singers singing in their language about their culture, these ancient songs that have been maybe lost in translation throughout the years. And, and that's kind of like what we're trying to preserve with our awards show. So that's, that's the thing I, I'm, I would like people to know most about. Well, it's fantastic, Sean. Yeah. My listeners want to know more about <laughs> you and what you guys are doing, both with your business, but also with the award show. So where can people find you online? For me personally, my website is my name, seanhopwood.com. And my name is spelled S-E-A-N. Awesome. And my company is Day Translations. So, you know, we can do anything from translation, interpreting, subtitling, um, computerized translation, um, but we have a we have a translation app in the app store called Day Translations. Um, yeah, so you can find me on daytranslations.com or seanhopwood.com. And I'm very open, so you can contact me anytime. That is fantastic, Sean. Again, thank you so much for being at the Remote CEO Show. I'm looking forward to having you back in the future. And in the meantime, enjoy the rest of your day. You're welcome. And thank you, too. And this is it for today, CEOs. Thanks for staying with us until the end. Can I ask you a big favor? Can you please leave a review? I know the podcast app is not super straightforward. So if you don't know how to leave a review, just DM me on Instagram at denierob, D-E-N-I-E-R-O-B. And I will send you the direct link to the review section. And to show you my appreciation, I will answer any business question you ask me during that conversation. So thank you again. And then we'll talk to you again soon.